0: to Thursday's episode of What's the Deal with Seinfeld with me, Chris Milner. Continue to be joined by Rob Mayer. What up? Who was just
1: about to tell me a story, and then I said, save it for the podcast. (laughs) Well, you know, we're obviously talking about Jerry Seinfeld here, and Comedian, you know, I remember you asked me last episode about influencing me comedy-wise, and his stand-up never did, uh, not when I started, but the movie, I think it was called Comedian, right? Yeah. That... That did resonate with me, and there was a particular story in that that he, I believe, he was telling it to Orny Adams about some um, famous like big band, like Benny Goodman or somebody like doesn't doesn't matter who, and they're on some gig where their plane has to like land before the runway or something. It's raining anyway. They're walking like through in the rain, like, in the grass and the mud with their instruments on the way to this bar, this club, to this gig, which, you know, sounds horrible. And they walk past a house, and it's Christmas time. They look inside, and they see this family in there, and they're having dinner, and they got the tree. And the one guy says to the other guy, like, how do people live like that? And it resonated with me, because it's like, that's, yeah, I want to be in the grass, walking to the gig in the rain with my instrument, versus sitting in the house with my family having this dinner. And which is hard for me to tell my girlfriend that, but mm-hmm. it did resonate in me. And there is a a different lifestyle in terms of a comedian or performer, or a musician, that that sort of life, which most people are going to see. That no, I don't want to be out in the rain walking to some gig, and you know. I wanna be inside with my family. No, I don't. I wanna be out there.
0: Yeah, for the long that's yeah. For the longest time I used to think that my happiness would come by being the guy in the family. And, you know, having the house and having right. everything that I wanted and being comfortable. But in the last couple of years I've just realized, no, now I am. I identify, like you said, with the guy outside. For a long time I was sort of like on the porch, right? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Just screaming jokes from a porch, but yeah. like, yeah. Now I'm like fully committed to that outside life, and it's scary, you know. But it's also invigorating because you know that you wouldn't be happy doing the other thing.
1: Yeah, if you're the guy that wants to be outside, then you're never gonna be f- fully happy being the guy that that's inside. I r- I think I'm similar. Situation, my
0: sister once, I think I've told this story already, but I was up in Baltimore doing the underwear comedy show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're
1: Walker Hayes,
0: yes, Walker was there, also Simbazo, Marty, um, Aldershaw all, like the
1: great, uh, <laughs> 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 all the great underwear wearers. All the
0: great, Oldershaw looks pretty good naked, yeah. actually, to be fair. Now he does, yeah. and um, yeah, so we did the show. and For those that don't know the show, you do comedy in your underwear, and the next day I was Skyping with my sister. And she said, oh, what did you do last night? I was like, oh, I did this show and my underwear, and it was fun. And there was just this long pause, and she just goes, you performed stand-up comedy wearing nothing but your <laughs> underwear. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, that's like most people's top five things they least want to do in the world. Right. That's like <laughs> a nightmare. Most people have that as a nightmare. Yeah. And you're there doing it for fun. <laughs> Public speaking and uh, nudity. Yeah. There you go. So it's just yeah. like, just it's, it's all about the perspective of what, what you think is normal
1: yeah like i you know standing in front of a crowd and and talking telling jokes doesn't you know obviously doesn't scare me but like you know getting married and being in the front and everybody looking at me that terrifies me right yeah yeah for some reason that i feel more vulnerable yeah
0: yeah my sister's getting married next year and she's asked me to like officiate and speak and uh I was thinking the same, it's like regardless of how many thousands of people I may have stood in front of, held a microphone and spoken to and tried to connect with, I am shitting myself about having to do that one. (laughs) Well, the episode we're going to watch today is painfully titled The Visa.
1: Apropos.
0: (sighs) For those of you that have been keeping up with my struggles, this aired on the 27th of January, 1993. Uh, and it has a non-applicable audience <laughs> number on Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Okay. Uh, but got 8.3 stars on IMDb. This one ri- was written by Peter Melman, who was at the Big Hunt the other night. And I mentioned him on the episode really? of Yeah, he just randomly turned up. Um, and uh, I don't know if he did time or anything, but he was there. That's cool. So, yeah, we're going to watch it, and we'll see you after this. <coughs> and the credits are rolling, the timer has started. Can we call you Babu now? Bro. that, <laughs> was that hurt, too close to home? That was a rough episode to watch, because one, if it hadn't been for all the Visa stuff, that was a clap, I was laughing my <laughs> ass off. That was funny as hell, right? It was gonna be an all-time great. Kramer's telling the Mickey Mantle story, I'm there thinking, what an amazing piece of acting. <laughs> this is hilarious. And then it just gets interrupted by the shrieks of a man being <laughs>
1: deported by immigration. What well, you're literally facing right now. I couldn't that get that back fear. into that. Well, I, no, I understand and that.
0: And that thread didn't get tied up, did it? In all the Seinfeld, will tie everything up in a nice bow. Babu didn't get tied up. Babu got deported. And it looks like Jerry may have inadvertently caused
1: 9-11. <laughs> well, who's... Who are you going to be in England, just sitting in in a bar somewhere, festering, plotting against? To get uh, wh- who's the enemy in your story? Because that's what Babu has. Jerry. Nalaine. Yeah, uh, I need I need Sharon Fong's friend. Yes. Right now my best option is a
0: fictional character's non-represented <laughs> friend. Speaking of representation in that episode, I'm glad that they brought in that character, right? Because <coughs> up until this point. There's only been two Asian-American characters. One was a cartoonish Japanese woman in like the f- early seasons. Right. The second was, well, third, well, because there was a Chinese restaurant as well. But then Ping, who was the delivery boy, had a really, some really terrible lines <laughs> in the first one. It was just like, oh, head hurty. You right. know, and It was very sort of hack. So to bring in someone that was obviously Asian-American, but just a normal person... And then still bring Ping in at the end to say, oh, we weren't being that hack. uh, He just, you know, doesn't speak as good English as her. We weren't just having an impression of a hacky Asian-American. Like, you know, we know that they can also be lawyers.
1: (laughs) You know. Have you gotten to Donna (laughs) Chang yet? Uh, No. No. Okay. Um, We'll save that. (sighs) Well, I I like, and I don't think anyone ever realizes this, but I I'll say that sometimes, what Kramer said when he came back from the fantasy camp, where he goes, well, there was an incident. (laughs) I say that, like, all the time. And no one probably knows that that's who I'm doing an impression of, because I'm not trying to sound like him. I'm just trying to get the tone of it. I just love that line, because it just, you know, Kramer, there is an incident. uh, You're already laughing. Yeah, you know it's going to be great. And it was.
0: And uh, Mickey Mantle's a famous baseball player, I'm assuming.
1: Yes, he's a, f- a former New York Yankee, a very, very famous. Joe DiMaggio, that uh, era,
0: basically. That fantasy camp <coughs> description that George had some wonderful... I think with compared to the movie where there was some sort of hacky you look-likes, George, in that yeah. episode, boiled everyone down absolutely perfectly. Um in terms yes. of what they were. You know, Kramer
1: was lived in the fantasy camp. You yeah, know that little mini little rant was... It, it was... Because George's humor... That was different for him than he normally does. He sort of spelled it out almost like Jerry would. Yes. In a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But coming from George... It is funnier for him to just, just talk about Kramer's life yeah. being a fantasy.
0: And then he talks about himself saying, as soon as Jerry's here, I'm just a bald guy with glasses. who yes. was funny a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> and he started off too. Yeah, something. he can only go downhill. <laughs> yeah, that one as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then I think he described Jerry at the end as well. And all of it was so good. Yeah, like it was a good episode. George Costanza, great
1: episode. What do you feel about... The idea of on a first date, you, you have some friends there. You, you make it a double date.
0: <sighs> I don't like it unless the friends are also... There's got to be the same level of um, anonymity, like the balance. You know what I mean? If you have three people that all know each other really well and right. one person that they don't know and that person doesn't know them, it's hard. But if you have, say, two people that are friends going out with two other people that are friends and neither of them, neither of those two friend groups know each other, then it's fine. You know? Also, yeah. maybe, maybe two, a couple that are already friends and one of the couple is friends with the person that you're going on a date with. You know, that's fine as well. But like three against one, no, that that's the start of a, uh yeah a difficult situation well my
1: my buddy joe who i mentioned in the last episode robinjosho.com he we actually met his girlfriend together we were at d- uh, doing a show in Annapolis and she's 20 years younger and much and very attractive so on their first actual date you know he's like trying i got to show her that like yeah i'm older but i you know, I have a young man's life in terms of what I like to do and hang out. And I have friends that are younger, younger than me too, because I'm not that much. Well younger. Yeah. Why do you bring you yeah. then? And <laughs> but, but also, she knows he's a comic. She would already met me, but he wanted to show, like, that he has fun friends. So we like six of us. We went. We all went to a bar, and it worked because now they're together. So.
0: Six takes the edge off entirely. That's like that's fortified. You might as well yeah. have a party. That's just, just like going to a party. And it was his party. home
1: bar that he in Annapolis where he knows everybody. So it, it but he's also not trying to be the star. Six he's letting us fine. shine.
0: Six is fine. For yeah. a moment, I thought it was just you and him, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I wanted to show that at a young, right. cool social group." I, was like, I see. He Rob.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't fit that <laughs> fit that requirement. But I, I'm a guy that. See, with my girlfriend, like, I'm proud that my friends are cool and interesting and fun. Right. And that, you know, obviously we have a lot of comedian friends, and that life is different and more interesting. I have friends that are on the radio, and that life is different and more interesting than the typical nine-to-five. This is my buddy's accountant. This guy's this. Um, so when I, you know, when I introduce my girlfriend to my friends, you know, I, I want to, p- I'm pushing them. I I want to feed them their stories that I know they're, they're throw the ball right down the middle they get out of the park. I want them to, to shine because I think that reflects well on me that my friends are fun. And if you're sort of into this, into our family now, that's good. That's that's selling point for me. I mean, I agree. But here's the flip
0: side to that. Do you ever find like if you're alone in a group of, say, your girlfriend's friends that aren't comedians, that mm-hmm. are just the guys in the house that we're talking about, not the guys in the grass, you're like, Oh, I'm used to being around much funner funnier people than this. This is like normal people aren't as fun and funny as <laughs> my regular friend group.
1: Yeah, well, there's there's two dynamics. There's when I'm around the funny people, I like to sit back more or less and and like let them be funny. Or I don't. I can do that. Where if I'm in, in the oh, other then situation, then I'm get the to one be that's... The funny that's, guy. yes, yeah. Then I step up. And then oh, yeah, I be the that's funny true.
0: Guy. Then you get to be, uh, impress, be like impressive for her, right. Because they're like, wow, your boyfriend's so funny. Yeah, he's or a sh- comedian.
1: Well, I have to be because, like, my boyfriend is a comedian. Now I have to right. be funny. Yeah. You know, you can't, you yeah. can't say my boyfriend's a lawyer and then I can't speak. <laughs> <Yes>. You know, <laughs> like I'm, you know, you have to show off something. But right, Jerry's
0: attempt to be serious. Right, um, that <laughs> was that was some of I think his best work to that date. was good, yeah, when he's talking about birthdays, <laughs> and he's just
1: like, there's no such thing as a happy birthday, yeah,
0: inevitably <laughs>
1: <laughs> happy birthday, no such thing, and then you could tell you could see her falling for him,
0: yeah, I was very attracted to her, by the way, she was very attractive, yeah, and did y- uh, t- maybe this is just me, but considering they didn't have to do this, and they did it when he was sitting with her in the cafe and he's talking about how sad life is and then he swats the fly, (laughs) I was just thinking,
1: oh, it's the New York version of Mr. Miyagi. (laughs) 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 I would have liked to have actually seen them date and him continue that. (laughs) 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 The dark Jerry. How long could he do it?
0: Yeah, because it's so funny because obviously knowing him and knowing especially, you know, retrospectively how clean of a comedian he is. Dark and disturbed right. is not two words you would use to describe not, not Jerry Seinfeld. But maybe you would use it to describe Larry David. Yes. Uh, which George is arguing at the end. Right. I'm the dark and disturbed <laughs> one. He's not the funny one. All the funny stuff is me. You know, and it's just like I kind of felt that was a bit like Larry David saying all the funny stuff
1: yeah. is yeah. me. Now that that's <laughs> a good point. The other thing in this show is that, and I know they have to do it for the comic relief and for the storylines, but George does date a lot of women yes, and they're al- i mean they're always pretty much out of his league for the most part i I don't have an issue with that, and here's
0: why Adam Friedland cleared it up. he just goes uh you walk around New York for ten minutes you'll see beautiful women with quasimodo like guys right all the time, and you never and you never <laughs> know why and he's got a point, yeah you do. So that kind of makes sense. A lot of people yeah. have pointed that out, but it's like, well, no. It, 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 it's int- it a I know game. it shouldn't make sense, mm-hmm. but just factually, it, it probably is believable, unfortunately, uh, for anyone that doesn't live in New York and is attracted to hot women. Uh, they carried on shitting on Snapple. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, So this uh, is a funny thing that I've noticed, right? Snapple is the only, given all the brand placement that they do, whether uh, advertently or inadvertently, whatever, Snapple is the only thing that ever had the label taken off uh, when they advertised it. Or not advertised it, when they had it in the show. Brand
1: placement, yeah.
0: And I think the reason is Snapple asked for it to be taken off.
1: Because they were the butt of the joke.
0: No, I think they became the butt of the joke. After having after asked to take get it taken off.
1: That makes sense.
0: Because whenever it's mentioned, people are refusing it. Any time it's mentioned in Seinfeld, everyone's like, do you want a Snapple? Everyone goes, nah.
1: Yeah, but I think with s- if I'm Snapple, you're getting Snapple out there. 20, minute pe- 20 million people are watching this or whatever, whatever it was.
0: Agreed, but they were going to get that out there anyway. And for some reason, I think they made a point to say, we don't want to be in your show. And they're like, well, w- okay, maybe we're going to take the label off, so you can't complain. We can mention your name; it's fair use. We can make jokes; it's parody law. So we're just going to make you the butt of the jokes, then, if you're not just don't want to just be in here, like you know, the cereal or Drake's coffee right.
1: cake, or you know, I do like Snapple.
0: I went off it. I think it was a thing like when I used to come to America before we had it in the UK. It used to be like a vacation drink that you could only get when when we used to come over here. So it used to be, you know, it, it used what to. What would really you nice. get? Normally, pink lemonade. Yeah, because li- like that's like something else we didn't get. So to okay. get the combination of the two and the fact and the fact that it's slightly bigger than most drinks. Yeah, I felt like you were getting so much more for your money. Though it just
1: looks more grand. I yeah. like the uh, peach iced tea.
0: That's good as well. My favorite peach iced tea though is this French peach iced tea. Lip Excuse, Excuse me. Yeah, it's really much better. Oh. It's bizarre. All right. Um, How I
1: get that? You got to go to France. It's worth it.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was in a uh, hospital and couldn't drink because I was, uh, got my appendix out and I couldn't drink any water or eat anything. But I was just obsessing about. You couldn't drink water? No, I had, I was allowed six ice chips a day for 10 days. Ah. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Uh, and I m- I'm just getting my mouth dry just thinking about it. And I was just thinking about all these drinks, my favorite drinks that I've ever had. Yeah. Um, and remembered that one of them was the iced tea. And so I went on my phone and tracked it down and spent far too much money getting iced tea sent from France to (laughs) here for when I got back out. So I could, the first like drinks I could have would be like the best drink I ever had. And it would be amazing after that. Great plan. They turned up and then I took a drink and they were like spoiled or something. They were nothing like they used to taste. Heartbroken. It ruined the whole...
1: Yeah, it ruined everything. It was a nightmare. If you can only drink four drinks, not including water, you get water. Four liquids, mm-hmm. including alcohol. Mm-hmm. You can only get four. Including alcohol? Yeah. The rest of your life, you only get four. Okay. Yeah, including coffee, tea, right, all yeah, that. Yeah, okay. What would they be? Yeah. Um,
0: tea, beer, um,
1: milk, and. Hmm, milk. That's interesting because you like cereal. I just like saying? drinking milk. See, I have to have coffee. I like a big glass of cold milk. Just really? Uh, glug glug glug. Is that a morning thing or just whenever?
0: Just whenever I feel like it. All right. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe sometimes too.
1: Okay, no liquor, no wine?
0: Uh, not a big liquor guy, not a big wine guy. I could happily drink just Mexican lager for the rest of my life. Um, Ooh. in terms of
1: alcohol. What about your your lemonade you're talking about?
0: Okay, Arnold Palmer. That's my last okay, one. Okay, so you're getting your iced tea. I'm comboing there. I'm okay. going to combo there.
1: Yeah. 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 What about you? Well, that's tough because, you know, I do like some alcohol. So, I mean, I guess I, guess I would go vodka for my one alcohol. But I need coffee. I need vodka. I need, um, I, I want iced tea. Get a black Russian. That takes care of both. You could just drink black Russians every
0: morning, there and then you, you know. can get three other drinks. Wow. That sounds healthy <laughs>
1: <laughs> and but I like tea also. Do I want two hot beverages? That seems like a too much,
0: but you could technically ice one or both of those down yeah. if you wanted to.
1: Neither of us said soda well, no, I'm not a soda. no, I'm, no. Yeah. I'm,
0: I take it or leave it. yeah there was one soda that I really did like that was another i didn't I added this as well. this was another drink that I remember liking and added it to the order, and it also was bad but i didn't mention it because mm-hmm. we were just talking about Iced tea at that point but it was fanta fruit twist which was this type of fanta that they used to serve in the uk in like the 90s and t- sort of early 2000s then they discontinued it it sounds good it's, it was amazing it was like a combination of red like re- red fruits but not berries it was kind of like like passion fruit like guava and Something else. It was red, but it was um, I. I could have drunk that stuff Ugh. all day, every day, and uh, is it and sh- I'm glad is they it a lot discontinued sugar it. In it? Is it. Oh yeah, more yeah. than as, as much as all right. this other shit. And I think yeah, I'm not a big fan of of sodas or soft drinks or as we call them fizzy drinks.
1: Fizzy drinks. Now I quit like five years ago. Only good health decision I've ever made. Pretty much. The other thing in this episode that struck me is that they had a moral uh, question there because Babu's male. Accidentally, Elaine got it from Jerry's mailbox Mm -hmm. and this had the letter in it that he Mm -hmm. needed to fill out to basically stay in this country and they had it by accident. So do you tell? Because they told him where he? they could have just never told you. I mean, you've got to.
0: Surely you have to. I'm going to be very biased in this situation, obviously, but... You know, but couldn't you, you just put it on
1: put it on his doorstep and just and then wa- walk away so <laughs> yeah, he'll I get it, it but he d- won't know who had but it But
0: you know that he's already been deported. So putting it on the doorstep's a bit of a sort of hollow gesture,
1: isn't it? Well if you when know they visited him and when he was in jail, I mean the the ball was already rolling on his deportion. They Right deportation was the they only yeah. went
0: to see him after they'd also got the lawyer to Agree to look right. into the case so i don't think any of them would have been gutsy enough to go down and admit it if they hadn't got anything rolling
1: i think yes they wouldn't have i wouldn't it. have I admitted it if you I wouldn't have done if that. i got the lawyer to help out i just why i've done oh lo-
0: if you got the lawyer
1: to help yeah out. but then
0: how are you gonna uh, i don't know man i was just thinking that's one of those times we was talking about how phones can change stuff that's one of those times where I can't imagine how hard it must have been applying for a visa when it all had to be done by like snail mail Ugh. um I mean technically it still is,
1: but well you're going online to fill out an application but or yeah a lot right? of it's
0: well you actually have to d- you have to download them all on- online fill them out and then send them in eighteen hundred dollars to submit it's fucking racket Ugh. there you go. That's the visa racket over here. Eighteen hundred dollars to s- apply for a green card, even if you get rejected. Jeez, this pl- is this country that nice? No. Um, what else happened? Oh yeah, and that was the other thing I was going to say before phones. Fantasy. You play fantasy football?
1: Uh, I do. Yeah.
0: Imagine playing fantasy baseball
1: before computers did. or phones. I did. Really? My first time ever playing fantasy something. We.
0: How did it even? How did you even? Figure out what everyone got.
1: We paid a service, some oh. some company, and I think we might have, I think we faxed them our <laughs> our uh, our teams or whatever, and then and then they would uh you know send us out a readout of every week what happened. I rem- no I remember it. It Being ridiculous, even then, even no not even knowing that what how much even easier then, then it it's just even seemed more like ridiculous. This, yeah.
0: like it's ridiculous now. I love fantasy football. Yes, but you know, I get ridiculed by my wife for playing it, and quite rightly so. Sure, okay, but I can't imagine going to the extent of like f- having to do it manually before we technology paid some
1: company that did this. I think it was in because you'd get buy a magazine. And then in the magazine, there'd be ads for companies that would score it and compute it for you. And I guess you mailed them your, w- I don't know. I don't know how you, maybe you called in your picks. I, I forget exactly, but pick I know or
0: Was it a pick or a scratch?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I remember being, I mean, I was like, uh, you know, I was a teenager. It was a long time ago. They had, uh, in that
0: episode, they had imagination for the first time. What do you mean, imagination? George imagined. Oh yes. What the worst case scenario was going to be.
1: I've never seen that before. Well, do you think that's a, that was a real concern? Of that George. Yes. Yeah, of course. That Jerry would upstage him yes. by being
0: funny. Absolutely. I think that is a real concern of a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, m- maybe not in your circle because you're the funniest. <laughs> you know. But yeah,
1: us on the lower rungs. Well, I think guys in general are, what are you going to be? Because if you're not trying to be funny, you're trying to be at least interesting. Like what Jerry did, you or I wouldn't do. We might not try to be funny on purpose, but we're still going to try to be interesting.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, I think Jerry uses his humor more with, like, women than he does, you know what I mean? Because he's always with a woman. Right. So you see him generally trying to be funny around women. So I think he uses his sense of humor as, like, a dating tool, right? So maybe George is just fearful of the fact that, oh, he is good at being funny, but normally when it's, he's hitting on women. So maybe he was afraid that he's going to, like, steal the woman just because he's doesn't know how to just be like regular, regular funny, not like flirtatious funny. Maybe.
1: I don't know. But the Asian lawyer, she doesn't know that Elaine and Jerry aren't together. The lawyer. She doesn't have to be Asian, Rob. (laughs) Well, in this episode, she was. She had to be. You call him a pilot. (laughs) Okay. The very attractive Asian lawyer. Is that something that would happen to you, though? You'd be in a diner and you just strike up a conversation with a girl and you make her laugh and then you get her number and you have a date? Is That's
0: so funny. I thought you were going to go, is that something that would happen to you? Like the immigration would just turn up <laughs> and throw you in a fucking <laughs> county jail? And I was like, I don't know. And I don't want to find out. Um, well, here's the thing. Me and... Uh, um, uh, who, who the hell was it? Oh, it was Twitty, right? Yeah, because uh, that was on the episode, The Boyfriend. We were talking about how... I was h- I was glad that I've already I'm already married and in a relationship because I feel like in this day and age it's a lot harder to go up and talk to girls um, without being problematic. Right. You know, interrupting a girl on the subway, getting her to take her headphones out to tell her she looks <laughs> beautiful <laughs> and that you'd like to go out with her—that's harassment now. Yeah. You know, when before that is something that you could just see Jerry doing at the start of an episode to mm-hmm. as a premise. Right. So, yeah. Back in the day, yeah, I would used to, if I liked a girl, I'd try and, you know, make an effort to chat her up. But you can't do it. Girls aren't smarter now than they were then. You know, a girl can see predatory behavior a mile off. Right. And she's got enough common sense to know the difference between, you know, harmless flirtation and, uh, like, a dangerous more situation, mm-hmm. right? You know, women aren't stupid, and they never have been stupid, right? And it's not like any of anyone was ever hoodwinked into these situations. There was just, you know, a climate of patriarchy and chauvinism right. that enabled it. However, if you're in a bar, right, and the main reason you're there is to go out and meet people and have a drink, you know, you might be going out with your friends right. just to drink. Or if but you're there, maybe more just if Maybe acceptable. if you're there, just drinking alone at the end of the bar. right, Right. But a lot of people go out to bars and clubs to meet people. So, like, if I'm there... And I see someone that I'm attracted to and I'm single. And, yeah, I think it's completely fine to walk up to them and go, hey,
1: how you doing? Can I buy you a drink? Well, you're in a bar. I mean, the y- reason you go to a bar, to some degree, is for some social interaction. If I was in a cafe or a coffee
0: shop or a random situation during the middle of the day that wasn't to do with that and I saw someone that I wanted to meet, I would probably try and be... Non-threatening and funny and disarming all at the same time to just sort of get their interest. And right. then if you either get their if you get their interest, then you can carry on. If you immediately get brushed off, you're like, all right, take the L on that one, swing and a miss, move on. If you then keep pestering them after that initial disinterest, then that's that's harassment. But if you approach someone, I feel, and you're like, 10-ton polar bear, broke the ice, not <laughs> using that. Of course, right. but something like that, and they go, <laughs> that's funny then you're allowed to say something else. Yeah. But if they go get the fuck away from me, then yeah, you walk away. So that's but imp-
1: even if if I get a lukewarm response from that, uh, I'm done. I I don't I'm I'm, I'm moving on.
0: But well, why did you even not do it not in not the first well place? cuz I really
1: don't though. Cuz you know, for me it's always been you know, you do comedy, it's just that's how I how I'd meet women.
0: What through stand up? Through yeah, you're being in a funny bar? after this after the set someone going, "Oh, you were great." Yeah. That's, okay. Um, I mean, that's probably not uncommon.
1: But then you're already, they, they already will not know you, but they know you're not some stranger. I guess. Yeah, that's a good in. And then hopefully they, otherwise they wouldn't even give you a chance. They thought you were funny. Yeah. And you're already at a bar. But There's are already alcohol. It's easy just, hey, you want a drink. It's just, it f- we're already halfway but you're there. But you're, you're
0: relying on one thing which is that the woman that is attracted to you has the, um, you know, the balls, not the balls, wrong choice of world, but the, you know, the bravery to come up to you and say hello to you, even though you've just been as- assumedly crushing on, that's not a word, crushing right. on stage. Oh, well, thank you. That can be quite intimidating to some people. Well, no, I wouldn't. Y- so, like, it yeah. relies on for them and then to come up to you and go, hey, that was really fun, I really liked you. But they might just be, you know, like meek and in awe of your power and prowess <laughs> and then just like silently fade out and then follow you online from a distance and then become your
1: stalker. I will position myself in a way so that we will have interaction. But so again, this is I'm, I'm, so I'm in a nine up. year relationship. So you line up. This is, l- yeah, I this is all hypotheticals. I walk up to the bar and get a drink, you know, and they might be right next to me. And then it's easier for just, okay, you know. And then if they hell oh, that was really funny or oh, good job, or, oh thank you. And yeah. and then oh, then you now you we're talking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they could say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I met my girlfriend at a show. She was. This is, you want to hear Herbie Gill story?
0: Uh, sure. <laughs> I didn't realize you were dating Herbie Gill.
1: I am now. Herbie Gill's involved in, in this. He, 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 This is. This is a story that I've told a hundred times. And he never disagreed with it until <laughs> a recently. This is
0: so weird. The Alamo Cinema that you mentioned—the only and ever time I've ever been was with Herbie Gill.
1: See, it's all coming <laughs> together. <laughs> Me and Herbie are doing a show at the some bar in Columbia, Maryland, which happens to be where I live now. And I don't even think it, it exists anymore. It's, it's it's a different place. But what I'm was it called? I, was, uh, I forget. I should remember because it's where we met. Damn it! But anyway, okay. Do you just
0: before we go any further because mm-hmm. this is going to be the closing story? Do you remember the rest of the facts of the story?
1: Yes. I okay. Do. Well, we'll carry <laughs> on. I remember. I'm headlining. Uh, Herbie is featuring. I'm in the back. Herbie is crushing, and I see a, what appears to be an attractive woman uh, <laughs> from behind. It turns out from the front too, but she's laughing r- really hard at Herbie. And, you know, Herbie's a black guy. She's a black woman. I said, you know what? She's laughing at him. You got to tell Herbie. You might want to talk to this girl afterwards. So I go up. I have a very good set as well. I end up interacting with this woman, not realizing it's the same person because of the lights. It's hard to tell, and I never really saw her from the front. So I have this little interaction. It's playful and fun. And then afterwards, I go up to her, and I realize it's the same girl, and I, and she's with a girlfriend, and, and I – so me and Herbie and the two of them, we went to the the bar next door or connected and we're just talking and, and I end up buying a round of drinks. There's four of us. so I buy four drinks. And then Herbie Gill orders four shots. Now, there's four of us. He orders four shots. So you would assume he bought us all shots. He does them all himself. Boom, 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 boom. What? Never seen that in my life. And so it made me look really cool compared to Herbie. It was so weird. And then so, <laughs> so I just sort of make fun of him about that, which sort of endeared me to them. And then uh, the rest is history. And, of course, I never I, – at that point, I was like, Herbie, I'm, now, this is, I'm going to uh, go after this girl, not you. But I've never seen that in my life. He orders the exact number of shots that there are people – in a, in a buying drinks s- for the group setting situation. And instead of having them, you know, giving them everybody, he does them all himself. Wow. Yes. Good for Herbie. Good for Herbie. <laughs>
0: well, and with that, I'm going to thank you, Rob Muir, for joining me this week. My
1: pleasure, Chris Milner.
0: And, uh, yeah, check out Rob on, oh, Heart of the City.
1: Yeah, Heart of the City, Comedy Central, Kevin yeah. Hart's show. And um, also your Potty podcast. Rob yeah, Rob Joe Joe Show.com, Joe show. RobMara.com. Coming to my Murder Mysteries, Die Laughing Productions all over D.C. and Maryland. And the world. And uh, actually the world. Going to uh, the Middle East and Africa in January for our troops. There you go. Maybe we we'll bump into Babu.
0: <laughs> maybe I will. Still. I'll get him back here for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's you. Well, that's it for another week. Thanks again for listening to What's the Deal with Seinfeld. Please remember to follow the show on social media, everything other than Facebook, obviously, and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Next week, my guest will be...